right? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. How you start a show? No, no queer. <laughs> Dude, this is Boston. I know. Once it hits, you got a headbang or something. I don't know. It's that chorus. John That's what I'm talking about. Now we're in it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Susio Sports is on the air. Uh, the offseason brought to you by Savory Sound, but maybe not. Maybe we'll get a new uh, somebody else in here. But all Savory Sound has been good to us, haven't they? Savory Sound is the epitome of sponsors of podcasts for fantasy football. It is a proven fact. Savory Sound, the official sound of the offseason. What? Ooh. Oh, man, that's how you do that. Yeah. Welcome back to Sucio Sports Weekly. That's what we're calling it for right now. Well, I just call it the offseason. I like that. The off- Welcome back to the offseason. Tony G, Eric the Math Magician Johnson, the playoffs in full swing. And then there were four. That is true, Tony. We are down to the final four of the NFL. We never thought we'd get here, but we got here. It has been more than a feeling. It's why we're blasting the Yacht Rock. We're on the offseason, but you know what? No, who isn't the NFL. Championship week is upon us. We're trying to find out who's going to the Super Bowl. We made some picks, and sports are happening. Mahomes is out. Just throwing that out there. There's a lot to talk about, and, uh, and we're going to kick it off full swing. Let's do this thing. Los Angeles Rams, Green Bay Packers, 32-18. to Packers taking it. Aaron Rodgers, 296, two touchdowns, throwing dimes at Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Devontae Adams, just making it happen. Uh, this has been uh, – you know what? I was wrong. This show, I'm just going to go that far. EJ, uh, I'm going to give you two minutes to rub it in. Go right ahead. Tony, I don't need two minutes. All I really need to say is Aaron – Fucking Rodgers. 37-year-old Aaron fucking Rodgers doing it. This game was a blowout. I mean, the score wasn't as close as indicated. Alan Lazard dropped a touchdown that would have put him up 21. You know what? This game, like, uh, luckily the Rams put up a little bit of fight on offense. Uh, The Packers were just doing Green Bay things at home like they always do. Um, This game, like I said, Rams defense really let them down. Goff did not play very bad. He didn't do bad. Um, they did a good enough job, I think, to hold them in check for a little bit. Cam Akers did a great job running the ball. Goff didn't really turn the ball over. I think he had one turnover possibly. Um, but the defense really let them down. The number one defense, everyone says defense wins championships. Yes, they do. I swear. I heard that. But, but Aaron fucking, unless you play Aaron fucking Rodgers. I guess that's he, true. You know, it is what it is. He's the MVP of the league for a reason, Tony. He had 48 touchdowns this year. Um, 
and uh, um, the stat of the day for this is that I did not realize this is his first NFC championship at home. Wow. That's odd. But, like, yeah. seriously, like, you would think the guy's been so many, so many playoff games, and he's been in quite a few NFC championships. Never? Yeah. Home? I mean, they have, but he's never had a home game. So this is the first time in his career they've had an NFC championship game at home. And and we'll get into the, the games for next week a little later, but looking forward to that game. I think that's going to be a, a great game to watch. Packers at home. I guess that's a thing. Uh, before we jump off this one, though, let's, let's still salute the Rams way. I mean, one of the tougher divisions in football was able to come out of that and make, you know, make a run at it. What are they missing? I mean, the defense is there. They didn't show up. They need to show up on uh, big games. Let's go that far. But do you think Jared Goff's the answer? Cam Akers looks good. What do you think they are missing? Just just hit us with it if you had to give us a quick hit. Well, Jared Goff's going to have to be good because he's in that bad contract just like the Eagles are with Carson Wentz. He's locked up for, I think, another four or five years at close to $30 million a year. The Rams have no choice on this unless they want to eat the contract find someone to trade for him, which there isn't going to be anybody out there for that. So the Rams are going to have to make it work with him. They don't have a choice right now. Um, it's t- such a big cap hit. They decide to cut him or move on or find some idiot to take on Jared Goff, just like the Eagles are having a hard time trying to take someone take on Carson Wentz. It's a bad contract. The over overpaid too early. Positive for them is Cam Akers, I think, is their future running back. He had a great game in a, in a playoff action in a tough environment. And I think he ran for 90 yards, and he had a few catches. He played really well. But I think the positive for them is they have that. Um, defensively, we'll see what happens to them next year because they just lost their defensive coordinator, who's now the coach of your Los Angeles Chargers. And Brandon Staley took on the job there. So the Rams have some changes there. I'm assuming they'll probably try to hire from within because you want to keep the same type of consistency. But who knows if Staley's going to take some of his guys that were his assistant coaches to go over him with – to L.A. Chargers, so who knows? Right. Rams are in flux with a lot of different things. They have a lot of contracts tied into only a few different players. Um, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Goff, that's like $120 million just right there off of three guys. So the Rams are going to have to figure out what they need to do. Um, it's going to be tough. Some guys might have to restructure contracts. Uh, they need some more playmakers. They can't go deep on the ball. Everything is intermediate and short. So they don't have, they don't have a, a person who can stretch the field. That I think Josh abilities. Reynolds could be that guy. I mean, you don't think he could be that guy? No, he's he's awful. Um, so you have Robert Woods, who's the underneath guy, Cups, the underneath guy, but they have no one that stretches the field. And when you're trying to do the things that they're doing, this is a this is a, a league where you need some speed on the outside where you can stretch stretch teams deep. You got to be able really, to go. uh, yeah. really look at it right now. The Packers have the Adams and um, Valdez Scantling and those guys that can stretch the field. The the, the Bucks have Evans and Godwin. Um, the Chiefs have Tyreek Hill and. Nicole Hardman, the Bills got Stephon Diggs and John Brown. So you really look at it, all those teams that are still left have some deep threats that can stretch the fields because it lightens up the stuff underneath. So and that's the one thing the Rams don't have. So interesting to see what they do to increase those positions and see if they can get out of some of those bad contracts because right now they're going to be hurting for some depth, I think, in the years to come unless they can figure out what to do with those contracts. So let's just jump over. Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens, 17-3. to This one was a laugher. Uh, like, you were right. I mean, it didn't, it didn't snow. You're right, it didn't snow. I think that was the only positive for the Baltimore Ravens that game. I was a little surprised at how bad they played offensively. 
I mean, maybe give credit to the Bills, but it looked like they played not to win the game. It felt a little bit for Baltimore. They had a good running game. Dobbins did some good things. Tucker missed two field goals. That that hurt. Um, so if you really count those field goals, where he's pretty automatic with that. Yeah, seventeen-nine. Yeah, he is the most uh, what is it? The most accurate kicker in NFL history. Plus he's an opera during singer. the game. Huh? Plus he's an opera singer. Yes, he is. Well, that's I don't know how that well. I don't know how yeah, that goes for yeah. kicking field goals apparently, <laughs> but um, he um real sports. But you really look down at it even with. If those two field goals go are good, you're looking at a one-score game, like you said, 17-9, and they had some guy, Huntley, at quarterback, I don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah, that, that he, was – he looked decent. He looked all bad. <laughs> he didn't look bad. He actually yeah. had Hollywood Brown open on a long one and just missed. So, if you would have got that one, you're looking at possibly a tie game there. So, if you really look at it from the Bills, yeah, they did some good things. They played well. They won what like, they're supposed to do. But, hey, if Mahomes plays in the Chiefs, that's a whole different offense. So that's a whole different beast. I wasn't too impressed with what the Bills did offensively. But if you really look at it, half of the game, they played a rookie quarterback, and the guy still moved the balls. I'm not completely sold on the Bills yet. they got to go to Kansas City. To be honest, I even think with Chad Henney, I think the Chiefs are still going to beat them. Right. So that's, Does it seem like the Ravens, though? I mean, you are right. They, they're a couple, It's 17-3. It's not a blowout. It's just, you know, a tough, hard-fought playoff game in the cold. Uh but the Ravens, it just feels like every time this team shows up to the playoffs and they shit the bed. Like this is what the third time they've done this, where they come out, they're they're, they're a hot team. They were hot. They were they were playing really good football going into this football game and literally just don't show up. I mean, granted, you know Lamar Jackson was out. Uh, that's a tough thing to do. Uh, but defensively, I mean, I guess seventeen points isn't much to sneeze at. I mean, you, I, can you really blame Baltimore at this point? Um, I think they're in an interesting predicament. Um, they have some weapons. They they need to figure out how to get some more passing offense into their involved in that team. They can run the ball great. You still can't have Lamar Jackson take tons of hits like that. Obviously, they still don't feel comfortable with him throwing the ball 25, 30 times a game. But, you know, if they want to take it to the next level, they're going to have to figure that out. Um, defensively, I think they did well. I mean, I thought they played very well, actually. So, hopefully they can continue on with that. Uh, so, like I said, I think they have some good things going. They're only going to get better. I mean, but I, I think you're gonna, the problem with them is that they're going to get to a point where if Lamar Jackson doesn't start showing improvement in the passing game, then they're going to have to make a decision on what they want to do here. Are they going to be okay with just being mediocre and being an 11-12 win team and no chance of winning the Super Bowl? Or are they going to walk and maybe try something else? But either way, they need to find a backup quarterback who can do some different things, a veteran, someone that can show him the ropes a little bit, like kind of like a Nick Foles or some of these older veterans, even like a Chad Henney on that. But you need somebody that can help him. Robert Griffin's not going to help him because Robert Griffin barely knew how to read a defense when he was in Washington. And they really didn't have nobody to help him. So you need to get a veteran backup quarterback that can show him how to read, study film and do some extra things that a veteran needs to do. So I think they need to upgrade at that position. And I think, I think they're in the right spot. And I think you need another – one more receiver would help. And I think they're, 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 on the right, they're on the right path, but they need to improve the passing game somehow a little bit. You touched on this earlier. Josh Allen, 23-37, 206, and a touchdown. Uh, not the Josh Allen we've been seeing all, all year long, really, just lighting it up, hitting every target. Do you think this had something to do with scheme, or do you think that 
they just got shut down by by the Ravens and got lucky here. I think I think it was this. It was one of those things. It was the Ravens did a really good job. They shut down Tennessee the week before, which was a high scoring offense. I think they were top three in the league, and it was no fluke that the Ravens, you know, held them down in check. Now, don't get me wrong. The Ravens' defense, I believe, is better than Kansas City's, but you know, but also Kansas City's offense is twenty times better than the Ravens. <laughs> Baltimore. So it's uh, um, we'll see what happens there. So, like I said, it'll be interesting. But uh, I think they they did enough to win. Was what you're supposed to do. The Ravens are no slouch. And won fourteen games the year before, and they won eleven this year. So the I mean, anytime you beat a team that's been in the playoffs back to back years, that, that it's a win's a win. You got to take it. And now they're on to Kansas City, and you know it's going to be tough. And I'm you know for that one, especially if Mahomes is back. Speaking of Kansas City, the Chiefs get one over by the skin of their teeth. 22 to 17, almost an upset. The surprising Cleveland Browns fall, uh, ending their season at 12 and 6. The Kansas City Chiefs just barely make it and barely make it with a little bit of a, an asterisk and a bit of a problem here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in the concussion protocols, not sure if he's going to play this week. Uh, I was listening to Colin Coward, and he was saying that if he was the NFL, that they should uh, wait to make Mahomes come back or wait till Mahomes comes back. Um, look, I'm going to say that sounds like pussy talk, but that's not, that's, that's not happening. So it's, um, <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think Mahomes plays this week. I think they're going to figure it out. Um, you think they're going to sneak him in under the concussion protocol? Well, they said it's concussion protocol, but there's reports going out that they're saying it with a pinched nerve in the neck. So they're already trying to find loopholes to get him to play. I'd be extremely surprised if he doesn't play. But, um, he, like, he was 21 of 30 with a touchdown. He did well. Um, the play he got hurt on, I don't understand the play call, but it looked more of like he got wrung around the neck a little bit, and then it looked like he just landed awkwardly. And I think I think during that, I think he blacked out for a second. And I think mm-hmm. that's what kind of threw them off. I don't think he has a confession. I just think – when you black out like that for a minute and don't know where you're at, I think the automatic that's automatic concussion. Yeah, that's that's that. And I think the, the the medical team and everybody else did a great job keeping him out. Um, Chad Henney didn't do bad. He had that great 13 or 14 yard run on third down to get him in position. And Andy Reid with a fucking brass ball, big brass balls. Andy Reid on fourth down. That was an amazing play call because it looked like there were like even Romo. If you watch the game, he was like, "Oh, they're just trying to drop offside." He designed it so perfectly. Oh, here's where they draw him off sides, and he fucking ran the play. Caught Cleveland sleeping, and it was a fucking perfect ball. And once and again, why, Tony, Tony Romo was wrong about something. Man, now, but, like, you know, he's, like, with the backup quarterback, it was, like, that was ballsy. And that, that's how you earn the trust and respect of your players. It's like, hey, we're winning the game. We're not, we're not playing no chicken shit football. Yeah, we're not here to, to goof around. We're going to go to the champ. We've done this And, and, and that's why go. Andy Reid's one of the more well-respected players, coaches in the league, because he believes in his guys. So <laughs> – Great call, gutsy call, um, but kudos to them for that. Um, talking about Cleveland, I think Cleveland, wow. Cleveland did a great job. Um, yeah, that guy fumbling right before the end zone obviously was a big play. Um, people were complaining about the rule. That rule's been in place for 40 fucking years. Stop complaining about it now. It's cost, it's cost plenty of teams before that. But now, oh, poor little Cleveland. It didn't go your way, so let's change the rule. No, that's, I, I agree it's a kind of a weird rule, but that rule's been in place forever. It's, it's affected a lot of teams in a positive or negative way. So it is what it is. The thing is, is that 
kudos to them is what they did and the recipe to beat the Chiefs is that you got to have a bend, don't break. Chiefs kick like three field goals, four field goals, I think. I don't know how many. Yeah, that's how you stop you. That's how you stop them. You got to hold them to field goals and not touchdowns. And that was the difference in the game because if those field goals are touchdowns, the Chiefs score 35 to 40 points and this game's not close. So that's what they did a good job of is holding the Chiefs when they got to the red zone. You know, who knows? If Mahomes doesn't get hurt, maybe the game's not close. But, you know, who knows? But the thing is, they gave up a good fight, and the better team won. The Chiefs had a week off, and they made some plays when they needed to. But the Browns turned it like they were quiet. Nobody was expecting them to win 12 games, and everybody just assumed that they were a bad football team. And then, lo and behold, they're in the playoffs and taking the Chiefs to the brink. Uh, Look, I'm just throwing this out there. Baker Mayfield just lost trying to make it to the championship game is sort of Jared Goff. Uh, I want – what's the difference between these two players? I think, one, Baker Mayfield had a way better college career than Jared Goff. Jared Goff had great numbers, but he – I don't think he – he didn't win a – I think there was some stupid stat, if I recall seeing it. He didn't win a game over a team with a winning record at Cal. So, Jared Goff – I've never been a fan of Jared Goff. Nothing I'm, to not play a fan of, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Baker Mayfield either. I'm a fan of their coach, Kevin, Kevin Stefanski, who's done a great job with that team. And kind of working Baker Mayfield, because he had a lot of sinks in the armor last year. He made a lot of bad throws. He made a lot of mistakes. I mean, they've done a really good job. And I think they did a good job with what? With Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt getting Austin Hooper. I mean, the one thing that we're missing, I think that you know, people aren't talking about it. Like, he's had an up-and-down year the last couple of years there. Odell Beckham might have made a big difference in this game because that could have opened up some other stuff for Hooper, maybe underneath for Jarvis Landry, but they couldn't really stretch the field. So adding a guy like Beckham who could have, who was a vertical threat could have been a difference, maybe just as, even as a decoy. But like, like I said, that could have been a big difference for that team. And you add him back into the mix with Jarvis Landry, Hooper, all those guys, those running backs. I mean, this is a team that's going to be pretty good barring any injuries. I, I think they're on the right path. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I think I don't really want to like the Browns because they're from Cleveland and they're like a poor man Chicago. Like when the Cubs sucked, you were like, yeah, the Cubs, the Cubs though. You know, you don't say that about the Indians. You know, like in the same difference with the Browns. You're like, eh, it's the Browns. Fuck the Browns. But you more you watch the Browns play, you're expecting them to lose and then they just make you look silly for – and they win, you know, and they're playing teams that – nobody's giving them a chance in the hell to win and they win. And, you know, even in this game where they lost, they were still competitive. You know, they took the, the, the world champs, the best team in the league to exactly what we saw. So, you know, and that's, that's something to say about that. You can tell you're in, you're headed in the right direction. Uh, you yeah. just got to keep doing, doing what you're doing and uh, don't, don't lose sight of what you were playing this game for. And, and it's this motivation here. Beating, yep. the, beating the world champs to go to the soup to go to the championship game. Bucks and Saints, the retirement bowl, old man's no no game for old men. I don't know what you want to call it. I had a better name, but then I forgot it. Uh, I will say this: the Buccaneers have moved on thirty to twenty. Uh, the Saints just can't seem to get over that hump, uh, no matter how good you are. 
Uh, Tom Brady, 18 of 33, 199 and two touchdowns. Uh, the, the Buccaneers gelled at the right time, bringing their big gay game, uh, making the Saints look silly. It wasn't even this close. Like, the Saints could not move the ball. Uh, why don't you talk about that? Yeah, um, the game was tight early because the Buccaneers' offense really couldn't do anything and couldn't get anything going. Um, they did a good job taking the lead, and, and unfortunately for the Saints, they really didn't have any answers on offense. Uh, the Buccaneers' defense was flying around. They got some of their guys back. Devin White came back after COVID for a few of the weeks, and he, he had a monster game. Um, they have a good defensive line. They have a good defensive coordinator. So they have, they have a lot of talent on that team, and – they're playing well at the right time for sure. Um, they're going to be tough. We had talked about it's hard to beat a team three times. Drew Brees, you know, storied career. You can tell it looked like you can tell it was his last game. You can tell, like, he's just – they can't do a lot of things. Not having Taysom Hill, I think, hurt a little bit because they couldn't really do anything different. I mean, they had to do a gimmick play with Jameis Winston to get one of their touchdowns. So, when, I, when once I saw that play and he was in there – you know what the first thing I thought was? The first thing I thought was this game's over, the Buccaneers are winning because they already have to resort to trick plays in the second quarter. The Saints are out yeah. of ideas. They, 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 have, they have no answer for anything. And I'm like – and I'm sure that's what the Bucs were thinking. Look, they got to pull that shit out of a hat to move the ball on us. Yeah. We got yeah. this. We got them on the floor. Um, we just got to step on their neck a little bit. Yeah, that's, absolutely. It really they, did look like that. Uh, and you were right. Defensively, the Bucs looked really good. I think people talk about – all the players they got on offense, they got Tom Brady, you know, they just got Antonio Brown. Oh, wow. Leonard Fournette there's on their team, you know, but ultimately that defense really stepped up. Um, they're, like you said, flying to the ball. Uh, I, I watched this one. <laughs> I, I, one. One game I didn't watch, I don't want to tell you which one it was, but this one I watched thoroughly. And I remember thinking like, wow, like the Buccaneers look like a completely different team than when they started this season. I mean, they had a couple new players, but seriously, they, their defensively was insane. They looked like they looked like the team that played the Packers when they whooped the shit out of the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I knew they were kind of, well, I don't want to say I knew they were going to be this good at the end of the year, but you can tell they were trying to get adjusted to different things. They had a lot of new pieces, a lot of different things. You had a new coach. Um, Brady trying to get adjusted to a new system where, hey, he's able to throw the ball downfield. It's not as tight restrictions on it that, say, maybe um, the Patriots had. You know, and he's got a lot of weapons around him. Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk, um, you know, Antonio Brown. They got Leonard Fournette. They got Ronald Jones. That's a lot of weapons. So it's nice. So, like I said, they're taking more chances, which is why he's throwing more interceptions. They're doing a lot of different things. They're like, screw it. Go out there, have fun, rip the ball, throw it. You know, and Bruce Arians is, is a good coach. He's done a lot of great things for different teams. Todd Bowles is a defensive coordinator, um, former Jets coach. He's done some good things, and Todd Bowles has been in the league for a long time, so you're not going to fool him a lot. And I think this got those got those guys gelling at the right time. And I think going to, going into Green Bay is going to be tough, but they, I think they have the recipe to do it. Fournette played amazing this past week. Um, he had some, ran some good, some good hard runs, and he caught the ball out of the backfield. They had a lot of good things going. And if they're able to run the ball, and the Packers aren't the – Strongest team up front to stop yeah, the run. Yeah, not against the run. So, but, um, you know, who knows? I mean, I, it could be one of those games where Tampa Bay just puts on their, their hard hat and, and then take their pail and run the ball down Green Bay's throat, which I think they're going to have to do a little bit. Um, it's not so a bad we'll idea. Should, so, we're going to see. It's gonna up, man. Should, Bruce Arians should give you a jingle. Be like, Matt, magician, what should I do? 
Yeah, it was, you should. Yeah. Was, like I said, it's, it's going to be interesting. Both teams like to play tempo, but I think in this game, both teams don't want to give the ball to the other team. Yeah. I think I think they're kind of looking. It's going to be a mirror matchup. You know, I think they both have some good things on defense that they do, but they can also be moved on. They both have electric offenses. I think the only difference is um, Aaron Rodgers is at an extra year under LaFleur system. And, um, you know, and they're going into Green Bay, which is going to be cold. So I know Tom Brady's played in that weather, but a lot of those other Buccaneers haven't. So that's going to be tough. So, I mean, I, you know, it's going to be an interesting game. Number nine, is he hanging up the cleats? Is Drew Brees done? Yeah, he's done. Um, yeah. It, it, it really he, did look that way, didn't it? It did. Um, there was a lot of different videos and clips, you know, him and Brady hugging it out after the game and doing stuff. Right. So, yeah. I mean, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, I, I don't think any one player did more for a city when New Orleans won the Super Bowl after Katrina. You know what? Like single-handedly put that city on his back and brought energy. That whole team did. And when led by Drew Brees, they won the Super Bowl when that town got – that city got crushed by by a natural disaster. And like I said, I don't think one any one player has meant more to a city than, say, him in recent years as far as what he's done for the community and on, and on the football field. So Drew Brees, cheers. Hell of a career. First ballot Hall of Famer. You know, you've earned your stripes. So, you know, kudos to you. Now we'll see what the Saints do moving forward. Um, looks like it could be Jameis Winston, which might not be a bad choice, but I'm sure they'll explore all their options. But Drew Brees, kudos to you. I'm sending you an off-season send-off. Wow, like that was good. Yeah, you just sent Drew Brees off with a blessing and uh, Laurel and Hardy handshake there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, dude. This thing's in the books. We got two more games to go. The Bucks, Packers, Bills, Chiefs. But before we do that, we got to go over how our pick them from last week, man. Um, well, I think it was – it says the week before you were undefeated. The math magician was undefeated this week. Ah, that's because there's less games, I think. Hey, four or four games is four games. <laughs> I think I was going to say, I think I'm wrong about that. <laughs> no, I, I, think you, I think you went well. I think you, you missed one, maybe two, so – I think you missed the Rams and the Saints. Yeah, I didn't get the yeah, I didn't get the Saints or the Rams. I got the Bills I think and the Chiefs. You got the Bills and you got the um, Or I might have picked the did I pick the Ravens? No, I didn't pick the Ravens. No. I think I I liked them, but I was I figured the Bills were gonna win. Either way, you can't beat perfection just like I couldn't beat perfection the week before. Did I wait a minute. I think I picked the Browns too. You might have had a perfect week too, Tony, for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> I do honestly. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure I picked the Rams, the Browns, the Bucks, and the. No, I picked the Saints. I picked the Saints too. You did pick the Saints. You were... All right, Tony, you went perfect this week, buddy. Dude, all or nothing, my friend. All or nothing. I picked. I went perfect one week, then perfect another in the other way. So, I look. I'm sorry. I don't mean to steal any of your perfect thunder. No, but I feel yeah. like it's way harder to do what I did. Absolutely, you go perfect one way and go perfect the other way. <laughs> Dear God, are, 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 do I owe you money now? <laughs> no, you know what you should do is like if you, you don't have the Mr. Perfect theme music from, from WWF, you should throw that in there. Oh <laughs> man, I should do that now. I should find it. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> greatest themes, one of the greatest theme songs ever. Agreed. Yeah. Hey, if you can throw if you can throw a sixty yard pass to yourself too. Perfect. Uh, absolutely perfect. perfect. Yeah. 
Oh man, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna find that. Right? <laughs> 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 oh look, here it is. I, Tony G, have gone perfect on two weeks of fantasy football or football playoff pick 'em. Absolutely perfect. I I accounted for both winners and losers in both games. Understand everything I touch. It's absolutely positively perfect. Oh man, I'm pretty good about that. Yeah. As you should. I, 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 I think that's going I think that's gonna have to be off season or Susio Football League tradition. If you go perfect, yeah, drop a little perfect music. Absolutely. You know, it, it should be. Oh man. I got, dude, I really did. Do I owe you money now? I think I lost some bets. Did we bet? I think um, I owe you like 20 bucks or something. We might have. We'll have to go back. I don't recall. We're having fun here. It's the off season. You know, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. So. <laughs> um, let's go over it, man. Let's do our, let's pick next, next week. I think uh, it's time. We should just go for it. We should. Bucks, Packers. Buccaneers going into Green Bay uh, for the NFC Conference title. This is uh, this is why they play the games right here uh, to, for the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Bucks Packers, uh, who do you got? Man, this game is a three point spread right now, and like we've talked about, when you're doing sports betting, if you're the home team, you automatically get like a minus three you're favored by three because they account that three points goes towards the home team just for home um, home field advantage so both of them are at three i don't think they're going to change much both games so i think it'll maybe drop a half a point make it down to two you'll probably see some late late week pushing of bets a lot of a lot of teasing going on here i think some people nine or t6 to take three the other way so we'll see what happens there. So the betting, the betting line will be interesting as you get closer to something. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Aaron Rodgers, man. He's playing too good of football right now. They're at home. Forecast is supposed to be snow from this week, from what I heard. I think it's gonna be 29 degrees. So that doesn't bode well for anybody on Tampa Bay besides Tom Brady. So which is great, but your 43 year old quarterback playing in the snow. I don't know if that's gonna hold up. But the way Rodgers has been, you can't say that, yeah, the Bucks are playing good defense. But so were the Rams, and they still put up 32, and they should have put up 39 because the one guy, douchebag Lazard, dropped a touchdown. So I'm going to have to go Green Bay. I think that Aaron Rodgers is playing too good. Aaron Jones is playing phenomenal. You know, they just have a lot of things, like Tan, Tanyan. You know, everybody's been playing well. So they're just, they're just, they're just getting you at all, all different levels. Um, I think A.J. Dillon got hurt last week, but it doesn't matter. They got Jamal Williams. They got a lot of different weapons. So, and um, – Kudos to their offensive line coach because they've had to make a lot of changes. They lost Bakhtiari, one of their best linemen, and they plugged in a few different guys, and it looked like they didn't, they didn't miss a beat. So um, kudos to some of those coaches. Green Bay's got some good coaches over there. Uh, their pass defense is good. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be a chess match, but I just think this, the weather – I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be able to overcome the weather. And that, the way Aaron Rodgers is playing, he's just – he's zoned in and locked in. I don't see that changing. I am taking the Bucks. Just because, well, quite frankly, he's like the Packers, so I'm going to go with the opposite. Uh, this is just a tough game, though, to call, to be quite honest. 
you took the Packers mainly because it's pretty obvious the Packers have the advantage. I mean, you are right, playing in the cold. Uh, these guys are playing and practicing in Tampa Bay, not very cold. Uh, but I think somehow for some of these guys, that doesn't matter. You know, uh, Tom Brady is the guy it should probably matter for, and he's done it before. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks just because I really like the way that defense is flying around. And if they can keep up that momentum, I don't see them losing. Uh, and it's when they played the Packers, they weren't playing very well when they went. They limped in to play the Packers and then killed the Packers. Uh, I think if they go in with that same confidence and that same energy, like they, they could pull this off. And they're playing really well. So I'm going to take the Bucks. I, I don't. It's not a fierce lock pick, obviously. At this point, it's for the first time in a long time. It feels like the four best teams in football are playing each other for the Super Bowl, right? Like, so I'm just going with one, you know, one B, you know, or whatever. So I'm taking the, I'm taking the Buccaneers just so, so we can be at odds. Maybe I'll, you know, go perfect or maybe I won't. I hope you go perfect the other way because I want to hear that theme music again. Hey, if I get them the other way, I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> or maybe I'll play the narcissist Lex Luger. As you should, yes. Yeah, oh, man. That would be a good one, too. NFL Conference Championships on deck. AFC title game. Bills and Chiefs. Uh, the Bills going into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Uh, I'm feeling a caveat coming up. If Is there a asterisk if Patrick Mahomes plays? Hot take here. No, it doesn't. Chad Henney or Patrick Mahomes is going to win that game for them. Let's let you know that right now. The Chiefs. We'll be going to the Super Bowl. Wow. That's heavy. That's a heavy pick. It doesn't matter, even if with Henny. I disagree. Without Henny, with or without Henny, I think they still win. You know, um, Chad Henny's been in the league for 13 years. This is why you get a veteran backup quarterback. Um, been there, done that. Uh, like, he's played, in, he's played in some playoff games. He's done a lot of different things. So, you know, like I said, he's, he's a student of the game. Um, like, even after the game, Mahomes tweeted, anything possible. Boom. With Pat, uh, Chad Henney, anything possible. So just remember that. So with Andy Reid, Andy Reid's a good quarterback coach as well, too. All those guys are going to be prepared, and I think they'll be prepared either way, and I don't think the offense changes much. So I think um, I'm going um, Chiefs no matter what. Go Big Red. Wow. That is a, that's a freaking hot take, bro. With Chad Henney, you think they can beat the Buffalo Bills? No doubt. Wow. That's heavy. That's a, ooh, that's a hot, fiery take. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, as you can clearly see, we just got some sound effects in and trying to work on those, too. Welcome to the offseason. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to take the Bills just because, like I said, same difference, being contrary here. I'll take the two visiting teams, so naturally I will probably be perfect again uh, <laughs> the other way. Um, like, I, I think Kenny – I don't think Kenny's ever played a playoff game. I think he has. I could be wrong. If I'm I wrong, don't think then he has. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Yeah, well, there it is. Anything's possible. Anything's uh, possible. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, it's – not just to say that it, not if Chad Henney plays or not. It's just – it's really hard to repeat. 
And the Kansas City Chiefs just learned that playing the, the, the Browns. Like, they had to pull it out, you know. And the Bills are red hot right now. And even playing against a tough Baltimore D. I'm, I'm going to take the Bills just because I want to be different and I'm trying to find a solid excuse to pick the Buffalo Bills. I got nothing. They're playing the fucking Chiefs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> – Look, like I said, I just, I just think, I just think Andy. Well, here's the thing: this is, this is a battle of Andy Reid and, and one of his assistant coaches. Sean McDermott used to be an Andy Reid guy for a number of years, so this, like I said, everyone was an Andy Reid guy in the AFC. So, no surprise. I mean, we'll see if the teacher becomes a student here. Exactly, but you know, I got to go big red here. You know, Andy Reid, that's my guy. You know what? I mean, longtime Eagles guy. You know, always root for Andy. You know, he never did the city wrong. Like I said, he's one of the more well-respected coaches in the game. Um, I think Sean McDermott is, too, slowly becoming one of those guys, too, because even when they were struggling a little bit, those guys played hard for him. So this is going to be a good matchup here, I think. I think they got one of the better defenses, like you said. Um, they can, if they can score 20 points, I think they win because their defense will be able to hold them. But like I said, I think the difference is that the key will be like what, what Cleveland do. Can Buffalo hold them to field goals instead of touchdowns? Because the Chiefs are going to move the ball. Right. That'd right. be a given. So, like, I think whoever's red zone defense is better is going to win the game, you know. Um, do the Bills have a chance? Absolutely. We'll see We'll see if they're ready for the um, for the spotlight here. Yeah, we'll this, is, this sure. is, you know, the biggest game they've ever played. And two of the hottest quarterbacks in the league, right? Yeah. Like, the, the, the guy at the top of the game, the top of the mountain, and a guy, like, two feet below him, like, just climbing up there, like, ready to grab yeah. his ankle. But, but, but the funny thing is both these guys, one's 25, one's 24. It's insane. So, well, so, they're the new, you know, uh, they're the new fucking who the two guys playing Brady and Brady and Rogers. Wow. You know, like they're the new Marino and Elway. Aaron fucking Rogers. Excuse me, Aaron fucking Rogers. Apparently, I have to curse in the middle of the guy's name to get any respect around you. Well, it's gonna be the Chiefs and the Packers and the Super Bowl. Um, we're gonna have the All State Farm Bowl. Bills. I'm saying Bills, Bucks, all Bs in the bowl. Blast it. Well, that would be an interesting, though, to see Tampa Bay win. Though I'm sure a lot of people are rooting for them because the game would be in Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl, which would be, I think, the first time in might possibly ever where the game the is being played in the home in stadium. the same home stadium, which would be fucking pretty gnarly. Well, so, was it? Nah, but didn't didn't the Saints play? When during no, well, it was during Katrina. Yeah, never mind. Yep, that game was played in I think Miami as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, but, but you're loading up with the obscure stats. I like it. I'm not, I'm not upset. Well, with this will be interesting. I think some people were definitely rooting for the Bucks so they can say the Bucks have a home game, and I would say the NFL is still helping out Tom Brady. So. Wow, wow. Well, I think the whole world is helping out Tom Brady. I think it's Tom Brady. The, one day, Tom Brady's going to have to give his soul to whoever he sold that to. And, and I swear to God, that dude is going to go jumping into the deepest pit of hell saying it was worth it. Because, yeah. dear God. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, poor Tom Brady. Oh, no. He's got a Victoria's Secret model as a fucking <laughs> wife. Uh, <laughs> Look, the guy won life. He's like the life of him. Yeah, like it should be on his card. Football player, MVP. A little, little known fact: he did get married at Saint Monica's Church in Santa Monica. 
little local drop there. Yes. My, my kid got baptized. There. there you go. Exo, <laughs> facto, you're related religiously to Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, right. So we're, so he owes me tickets to the game. <laughs> yeah, I might have to collect. Oh, man. Um, you know, my other kid, funny story, my other kid got baptized via Zoom. <laughs> That's right, yes. Like someone, someone scheduled theirs the same day as somebody else's for some reason. I did. Dude, well, the only sad part about it is my kid was like eight. <laughs> yeah, and mine was like seven months. <laughs> I was going to say, yours was eight months. Mine was eight years. <laughs> what are you going to do? We had a way, way better party. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> But we went we went to our house and had pizza and sat quietly. <laughs> afterwards, we watched television. That's awesome. That's it was basically just life continued right after that. Like, yes, it did. Nothing yes. more sadder than an old kid baptism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm, well, sure, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you had to get a workout and throwing him into the fountain. <laughs> The Bills, tell me the Bills aren't the epitome of like a bandwagon team. Like that's, you know how they talk about like, we're well, on the bandwagon now. Tell me they aren't like, like everybody's a Bills fan now. Well, it's because of the Bills mafia. People love j dropping on tables. You know, people love that. So yeah. an another little known fact is that, what is it? I think, you know, when Lamar Jackson went out, the Bills mafia people donated, like they did a GoFundMe for Lamar Jackson's favorite charity. And they raised like $300,000 for Lamar Jackson's favorite charity. It's like, hey, hope you're okay, Lamar. And Bill's Mafia people donated close to $300,000 to Lamar Jackson's charity. Okay, wait a minute. Did they do that as like a fucked up snub? No. Or like just no. like $300,000 cool. to like they figured out what his favorite charity was that he was like playing for during the year. And like people put like messages like, hope you're okay, stay up, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, good. Hope you're okay, and they donated money, and they raised three hundred thousand dollars for his favorite charity. And Lamar Jackson tweeted out saying, "Hey, wow. you know what? Much much love to the Bills Mafia for doing that. It's gonna go help out a lot of the people in my charity, and da da da." So it's kind of gnarly. That's so pretty the Bills cool. Mafia, they might be uh, like, "Oh, Bills fans are this," but hey, the Bills Mafia is a pretty pretty well nice fan for them. Yeah, that's or, or maybe they just don't understand pranks. <laughs> like we'll show them. Let me go get in by giving to his favorite chair. Yeah, let me go get a Bills game. Then I'll make five hundred thousand dollars. We'll raise five hundred. We'll show him first. We'll put him in the ground, and then we'll donate to his chair. Face. <laughs> I don't know. I guess sometimes uh, kind of pays to be in the mafia. It is. <laughs> well, you swim with the fishes. Oh, am I putting some music on? You know what? This is, we're going to have, just for the next, all the way up until the end of the Super Bowl, nothing but, but Yacht Rock. Just so that everybody know, that's how we kick off the offseason. What do you think? I think that's a good call, Tony. Yeah, I think that's how we're going to do it. Then we'll go ahead and play. We'll pick, we'll take requests if anybody wants, you know, right? Drop a... Absolutely. Because hey. the, the offseason is for the people, Tony. Damn right. Damn right, or the off season. You can pick. You can hit us up at ucofootballweekly at gmail.com if you want to drop a request. You want us to start, or hey, you want to be on the show? Want to go ahead and talk some sports with us? 
talk some football. And we're going to get into some more stuff anyway, right? We are going to just talk football. Football's only got Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll talk about after the, after we get through this week and the games, we'll talk about a little bit more of the, the new head coaching vacancies and everything else in the NFL. And who knows, maybe we'll talk a, touch a splash about um, baseball and some other stuff. You know, the offseason's meant to be talked about a lot of things. Uh, we can talk a Dodger talk. Here. We can talk about how the Giants are terrible. You know, we can do a lot of talk. And we can talk about how you're not to be a GM sending 62 texts to an international reporter and then sending a penis. <laughs> that just happened, I swear to God. Oh, go New York Mets. <laughs> oh, man. Either way, this has been the offseason, an offshoot of Sucio football. And now it's off. I don't know, it's trying to work off in there. Didn't really work, but either way, yeah. it's more than a feeling. When you're listening to the football. Um, what the fuck was that? <laughs> feeling when you're feeling. Hey, wait, 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 oh, wait. Hey, don't worry, we'll cut all that out. <laughs> ain't cutting shit out of leaving it in there. <laughs> Why would I call us the football? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> guitar we will catch you guys next week we are out Deuce.